welcome to the Hashtag Trip Friday Night Multimedia Podcast coming from you, to you from the Franklin Avenue Studios here in beautiful downtown Waco. Super Syntex. Super Syntex. Yep, yep, yep. The Super Syntex Studio. That's right. Yes. I, I, I don't think you've ever called this thing the same thing twice, by the way. Well, good. Um, because this week I'm even going to change it a little bit. Okay. And... and, uh, and it's it's a tribute podcast. We're doing a tribute to our friend Kristen Hoppe, Amen. Who, who who passed away last week, shocking all of us. Um, and that's why I'm wearing my Chiefs hat today. Kristen was a big Chiefs fan, and so we're going to dedicate this podcast as well as the. I'm going to wear it during the college podcast as well. And Sounds great. We're going to carry on with our usual uh, sort of style, which is to joke around and whatever, because. Kristen was one to joke around and have Absolutely. fun like that, too. So, Absolutely. Uh, in fact, one quick story before we go any further. A couple weeks ago, I walk over to her desk, and she's a, she's from Kansas City, went to uh, Kansas, mm-hmm. and um, big Chiefs fan. So I walk over to her desk on Thursday, and I said, hey, the uh, Chiefs and Texans play Thursday night. And uh, she was like, yeah, let's have a party. Hey, Rod, we're having a party. Rod ate a lot of our photo editor. Hey, Rod, we're having a party. For, watch the Chiefs game. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the train had left the station. You know the party. Oh yeah, was it did not going, take much right? for uh, Kristen to to get a party going. Yeah, so so we did that. We went over to Rod's. It turned out, and so we get there, and you know we we ordered a pizza and had beverages and everything like that. And Kristen the whole time was like, "Yeah, well, Chad wanted to have a party." <laughs> she put it off on right, you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. so, God bless her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. um Anyway, so wearing the Chiefs hat in her honor today. Uh, let's see. Let's start with the pound-for-pound pound rankings like we usually do. I know th- there might not have been any changes, but even if not, just just give us a quick rundown of those. I have one change. You have a change. Uh, okay. Just one, but uh, my top four re- do remain the same, and that's partially because um, two of those teams didn't even play last right. week. Uh, Mark and LaVega, I still have them one, two. We've kind of run down why the Panthers and the Pirates are – are right at the top and uh, should be playing deep into December. Um, I've got Jonesboro still at number three. The Eagles are 5-0, and oh, still clicking along. I've got China Springs still sitting there at number four. Uh, Cougars are playing well. And then uh, my team that dropped out were the Bremont Tigers, who lost to Centerville last week. Okay, right. right. And, um, you know, I think – the thing about Bremon this year, it looks like, you know, they've got an offense that can put up some points and stuff with Seth Kosowski at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also plays on defense like a lot of small school kids do. But um, that one of the underrated things about those multiple state championship teams at Bremon, everybody looked and saw Rashad Paul running all over the field and just right. thought, oh, my right. gosh, Bremon can outscore. But they had a defense that was stout. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little questioning whether Bremont still has that same kind of defense. They gave up 36 to Centerville. Right, right, right. Uh, so Tigers drop out. I still think they're going to be a good team. But um, the team that I'm ascending into that spot is uh, the Crawford Pirates. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. You, you know, you've seen Crawford play. Uh, Crawford's sitting there at 4-0. and and last game, which was, I guess, two weeks ago, they're another one that didn't play, uh, I guess, last week. Had their bye week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was against Holland, and that was a really solid win mm-hmm. for, for Crawford. Um, they will start district play this week against Toller. 
And, you know, I think Crawford is, is the team to beat in that district. Well, it's a vintage Crawford team, if you will. Mm. You know, they don't explain. Well, they don't vary a whole lot. They do a lot of the same things year to year. But what you saw with them, you know, particularly go back to 2004 and think about what they had there. And that was a lot of contributors. And um, every, was it, whether it was passing game or running game or defense, they had playmakers in all facets. And I, I feel like they have that again. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know we've talked about Greg Jacobs has been there a while, mm-hmm. so he's he's kind of continuing that that Crawford style that we've come to to know and expect, and and ha- has come to serve them well. So. Right, right, right. And, so, and they've got names that you know that pop, even though they don't like to have a lot of individuality out there necessarily. But you know, Brett Chambers was a great player as a freshman for them, for them last year. Luke Torbert's really coming on, having a good season. Uh, Tanner Marinda has really developed into a nice quarterback in their system the last couple of years. Garrett Pearson, you know, there's there's others I could name, but those four, you know, kind of kind of lead the way uh, in in a lot of respects for them. And you know, two A D one, if you got four guys that you can name on a team, you're you know. Yeah, no doubt. I, I do think that that Crawford Bosqueville game should be fun when mm-hmm. that one rolls around. Um, Bosqueville seems like it's starting to, to find its footing a little bit. Right. And to me, that would be the game in that district that sure. I would I would want to see. The, the rest of those teams, I'm not sure if they can give Crawford a game. Right, right, right. And, of course, you know, that Crawford-Bosqueville thing comes up in a lot of sports. Yeah, so, it does. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so Crawford moves up, probably only moves up, you know, if we're – one one spot they were probably right on the outside mm-hmm. looking in. If we were to rank all of our teams, uh, you know, let's not do that in our super <laughs> You're right. Think about it, it and, and that would be a list of about sixty. Is that correct? Yeah, sixty six. I think sixty six. Yeah. So, or you know, that would be the super sixty six. Uh, oh, Maybe we should. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a Phillips sixty six still? Is that a Ooh, thing? We could uh, get some cross promotion. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> good old Texas Oil Company. There, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, um, but uh, I put here in the script that that would be hard to do. Right? Yes, it would but be hard to do. But let's, let's imagine that we did it. Okay. Right? Our two biggest movers, I don't think there's any question, our two biggest movers after last week would have been Waco High and McGregor. Okay. Both would have moved up quite a bit. How much do you think each of those might have shot up the imaginary pole? I'm saying... Uh, at least 10 spots each. Right. Uh, and my reasoning there is uh, two good wins, D- different kind of wins, and I'll break those down a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, McGregor, I think we thought, um, had the potential to be a good team. Mm-hmm. They just needed that sort of breakthrough win mm-hmm. to, to prove it a little bit. Right. They needed a prove-it win, and to me that's what the Rockdale – uh, game was for McGregor. It was a prove it win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they have a great quarterback in Viandre McDaniel who's mm-hmm. leading Central Texas in in passing. Um, you know some good backs. Uh, I think Chad uh, Lorenz. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know and then defensively, I mean they were able to to do enough to to shut Rockdale down to win that game. Get out uh, ahead of them. Yeah, and and you know this isn't 2017 Rockdale, and yet. Uh, Rockdale was state ranked at one point this mm-hmm. season. Uh, that's a good win for McGregor. There's mm-hmm. no question. And so, yeah, I don't know where we would have had them in that in those rankings, but I think ten spots easy they would have jumped. And then same for Waco High. 
the Lions beat a, a West Mesquite team that was two and eight in in twenty nineteen, and it's breaking in a new coach and in, mm-hmm. in Frank Sandoval, who we know, mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. Mejia. Mm-hmm. But uh, but still, you know. A good win to start the season for Kwame Cavill's team. And, you know, he was telling me uh, in the preseason, you know, just a couple weeks ago, just, uh, you know, that he thought that they would be better. He thought that they uh, were starting to grasp a few things. And, you know, he wasn't sure exactly how that would look on the field. But, again, a good start for Waco High. Scored 32 points. Um, you know, they made the plays they needed. Obviously, they've still probably got some things to polish up and clean up, uh, and they're still going to have a tough road in that district that they're in, but certainly a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about the fact that they started school on September 8th, yeah, you know, and, and practice on the 7th and school on the 8th, and, and so they weren't in a situation like Midway was in where they didn't start practice until September 7th, and yet they had an athletics period for two weeks leading up to that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, so that so that's a, that's a big deal for them. Um, speaking of Midway, yeah, they host Austin Westlake on Friday night, and with that, Midway will be the last team to play a real life game, I believe, in our in our Super Syntax mm-hmm. coverage area. Um, just you know, general feel. How do you think things are going here in the COVID nineteen era of high school football? Um, all right, let me think of a a scatter shot quarterback here how about uh baker mayfield <laughs> that one will oh my God. that one will resonate with you <laughs> won't it uh it's that bad is it well what i'm saying is <laughs> it's hit and miss you right. know baker mayfield's uh certainly capable of making a big time throw and and you know he's had good games in the nfl where he's played well uh, and then he's had games where he's thrown four picks. You know, right. I think it is absolutely a hit and miss kind of uh, deal with COVID right now. Um, we're seeing some teams that have managed to get through all of their games. Yeah. And then we're seeing uh, other teams who've had games shut down for one case. Or, uh, you know, every every year some phrase comes into our vernacular that was never on our radar before right and this year it's contact tracing is one of them uh, i don't think uh we had ever thought about contact tracing before mm. and it's one of those things that's uh i would have thought that was something you did at hobby lobby before <laughs> this year. i like it i like uh, it contact uh, tracing yes uh, uh so, yeah, go check out your uh, local Hobby Lobby. See, when I think of Baker Mayfield, I think of a type of a guy, and maybe this is what 2020 is like, too, that a type of a guy that breaks up with his girlfriend for a better-looking girl and then talks trash about the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> you are not a Baker Mayfield no, fan. Not. Uh, I, I am not either, honestly, although I will say um, his commercials are decent. The the, uh, the the one where he's trying to cover all the stadium seats before it rains. Yeah, those I'll, those I'll aren't bad. Him, I'll give that's Home Depot, right? Or yeah, no, I don't know. I have no idea. That that shows you maybe they're not as effective as they should be because I don't know what they're exactly. pitching. But exactly, but they I, are kind of funny. I think it's probably an insurance commercial because insurance commercials don't really have much. Performance. Right. Anyway, we're off the rails. We but, are. Uh, yeah. Kind of like this season sometimes. Sometimes we're we're on the rails and sometimes we're off. Maybe that's a more apt analogy there than you Baker go. Mayfield. Thank you. 
Uh, finally, as I mentioned, I'm wearing my Chiefs hat in tribute to Kristen. Um, she's a big Chiefs fan. And, uh, you know, like we all watched the Super Bowl together, too. Sure, that was a yeah. That party that we'd all had. Uh-huh. Now, um, I'm a Chiefs fan, and I'll admit it's because of Patrick Mahomes. Right. So can you think of a football team that you've ever begun to follow because of one player like that? I'm glad you phrased it that way because you know how I am about my sports teams. I'm monogamous. Right. Yeah. Right, right, I am, right. I'm a strict sports monogamist. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I I don't understand the concept of second favorite team. That doesn't. Oh, re- I don't either. I that don't, doesn't yeah. register to me. I I, I I I totally get that. Yeah. That said, the way you phrase that, have you ever uh, followed a team mm-hmm. because of a player? Oh yeah, sure. And uh, I think back to one Vincent Jackson, otherwise known as Bo. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you had to watch Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. He was a freak mm-hmm. of nature, just maybe the greatest all-around athlete I've seen come up in pro sports. I mean, the guy played at an all-star level in two different big-time, big-league professional sports. You yeah, know? yeah. And, uh, you know, did it. I mean, you could you could put Dion probably in that class, too. But Bo was just so fun to watch. Um he mixed power and speed and uh, just, you know, I, so I would watch those Raiders games back when he was with the Raiders just, just to watch Bo, you know. Right. He was that good, and, and certainly uh, it translated over to Tecmo Bowl. You know, Tecmo <laughs> yeah. Bowl. He was I mean, unstoppable. He yeah. was unstoppable. We had a rule in college, uh, so we would play little Tecmo Bowl tournaments on our hall, you know, my <laughs> freshman year. And... Uh, you couldn't be the Raiders because if you were the Raiders, you pretty you much yeah automatically yeah, it was won. Like a coin flip if you had yeah yeah. Uh, so I, because I was you know born in 1977 and grew up you know in the 80s, uh-huh. I think Bo Jackson was the first uh, collegiate superstar that I that I just remember being aware of that might not have popped on my radar otherwise, but he was such a phenomenon at Auburn. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I want to say it was a little bit before Barry Sanders mm. at Oklahoma State, who was another one that was a college uh, superstar. To me, Barry Sanders' '88 season. That's that's a, probably another one that uh, I would watch Oklahoma State that year mm-hmm. in '88 just mm-hmm. to watch Barry Sanders. Cause yeah, I, I think that single season is maybe the best. You know one individual season I've ever seen from a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just un- unstoppable. So let me draw a parallel there. I feel like Bo Jackson kind of changed the way we view sports in a way. Okay. I mean, he he and he and Michael Jordan were contemporaries, essentially. Jordan was, like, maybe a couple of years older. But, you know, base, the baseball-football crossover, the, the Bo Diddley ads, and mm. the Bo Nose, you know, he was that, and then, you know, he backed it up in two, two different sports. Uh, I don't, I mean, to me, the way Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback and his versatility and uh, the way, I, I honestly feel like part of his, like, ability and part of his greatness comes from just, He's out there playing just because that's what he wants. He'd rather do that than anything else in the world. Yeah. And I feel like that comes across. And yeah, and I think he's probably, for the young kids today, the kids that we're talking about in high school, mm-hmm. he's probably kind of like their bow. You know, I right, mean, in terms right. of the things that he does out on the field 
are things that nobody else does. Like, didn't he have a pass, maybe his rookie year? Uh, where what, was when he switched to his left-handed pass? Yes, his yeah. left-handed pass. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's thro- it seems like he's thrown another one underarm, side-armed, or, you know, yeah. I mean. Well, and, th- and that would have been, that was his, his first full year as a starter. Of course, he was behind, unbelievably, he was behind Alex Smith for a year. But that I think that served him well. It did. Um, I, when you mentioned that kind of a play, you know, the other night it's third and fourteen in a in a tight game, right? Mm-hmm. And he drops back and under pressure throws a fifty four yard touchdown pass. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. He is he is ridiculous. Uh, I'll put it like this: um, I was playing fantasy football this week, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a, a decent lead going into Monday night, but the other guy had Patrick Mahomes, and the site gave me an 87% chance to win my game. And he cruised on by it. And I was like, that's, <laughs> you guys are, that math does not equate. Because I knew Patrick Mahomes could score enough points to, and he sure enough, so I lost my game. Well, that was an indulgent way to finish for me because I'm such a big Patrick Holmes fan, but I think it, it does well to, to complete our tribute to Kristen. She had actually brought me and John both uh, Mahomes Crunch boxes back from Kansas nice. City. So, anyway. Kristen will forever be our Mahomie. Yep.